You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. So today's podcast is a devotional podcast. We're continuing to read the book of Acts as a church family. Luke wrote the book of Acts, and he gave us the template for how to follow the Holy Spirit and take the gospel of Jesus Christ to a world that needs it on our mission. So we're reading through the book of Acts together. Today, we're going to pick up again in the story of Peter ministering to Cornelius, who is a centurion for the Roman soldiers, for the Roman army. Uh, he's stationed in Centurion. He's from the Italian regiment. So this is a moment where God is sending Peter to witness for the gospel of Jesus Christ to a centurion. So this is a big deal because this is somebody who's not Jewish. They're not like Peter. This is the gospel breaking out of the mold. So this is us getting far beyond the Jewish culture, really for the first time. And so here we are. Yesterday we talked about Cornelius, and today I want to uh, begin to look at the story from the perspective of Peter. So here we are uh, in verse 9 of chapter 10. About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approached the city, Peter went up on a roof to pray. He became hungry and he wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds Then a voice told him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Well, it's worth stopping right there to set the stage. So in the world that Peter lived in, He was Jewish, which means as a people, they were devoted to God. They had certain rules that marked them and reminded them that they belonged to God. It also communicated to the outside world that they belonged to God. They followed all God's rules, including God's rules for their diet. And so in this moment, Peter has no idea what is happening back in Caesarea, that God has begun to speak to this Roman centurion. All Peter knows is that he's resting at a house. He went up on the roof and that he's fallen into a trance. He's had a vision and the vision was very, very clear. So this you know, sheet, this banquet table, this picnic comes down to heaven, but the animals in the blanket, um, well, they're unclean animals that, that Peter can't eat. And then God specifically says, you know, I want you to kill and eat. Um, in other words, hey, here's, here's your meal. You're hungry. Eat these things. And Peter's reply, very, very Jewish. I cannot. You know, I've never, I've never eaten anything impure or unclean. And so the voice who's coming from God says, don't call anything impure that God has made clean. All right, so that's where we stop. So God has interacted with a hungry Peter, the apostle, by giving him a vision about food, connecting to his Jewish concepts of purity and impurity. Now, what's ultimately going to be the message here is that not only has God said that food is clean, more than that, God is saying that people who Peter thought were impure or unclean, 
that God can clean them, can redeem them, can adopt them as his people so that they're acceptable. And so while Peter is seeing this vision of food while he's hungry, he has no idea that God's about to introduce him to this person, Cornelius, who Peter all his life would have been trained to think was unclean. So as we're reading the story from Peter's perspective, I just want you to realize that his conscience has been trained all his life to understand that there were these clear demarcations between clean and unclean, pure and impure. And not only would this food have been marked as impure, but Cornelius would have been marked as impure. Okay, so let's pick up the story in verse 16. Luke tells us that this vision recurred. It happened three times so that Peter would not be able to suspect that it was just a bad dream or just you know him having a crazy thought. This was clear. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. So while Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men who were sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. So Peter specifically is trying to understand what God was communicating, and there are these men showing up at the gate while Peter wonders, what did God mean about not calling anything impure that God has already made clean? They called out asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. So get up, go downstairs, don't hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. The Holy Spirit is about to interrupt Peter's day. The Holy Spirit is about to interrupt Peter's life, his worldview, and the future of the church. Verse 21, Peter went down and said to the men, I'm the one you're looking for. Why have you come? The men replied, We have come from Cornelius the centurion. He is a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to ask you to come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests. The next day, Peter started out with them, and some of the believers from Joppa went along. The following day, he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. So Cornelius' household is gathered, and it, it could be 40, 50 people or more who are going to hear this sermon for Peter. So the gospel is about to break into the Gentile world in a major way. But there's one hurdle. Peter's got to get over his preconceived notion that Cornelius is unclean and acceptable to God. So this is what the scripture says. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet with reverence. But Peter made him get up, stand up, he said, I am only a man myself. And so we'll look at the sermon that Peter preached the next day. But I want you to know that Peter caught some flack for going into that house. In fact, he's going to say in verse 28, uh, you're well aware that it's against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. Uh, when he starts to tell people about what happened in chapter 11, he's getting criticized because he's associated with a Gentile. So for Peter, he had to overcome what had been ingrained in him for all his life that these Gentiles, this class of people, were unclean to God, the Lord wouldn't work in their life, that Peter could not associate with them. But the gospel 
require that Peter step over that threshold into the house of a Gentile. The gospel required that Peter follow the Holy Spirit and deliver the message of the resurrected Jesus to this Gentile. And this begins to collapse Peter's preconceived notion that there are classes of people who God can make clean and there are classes of people who God cannot make clean. This is going to be the future of the church, that Peter the apostle takes the blinders off and realizes that the gospel can go to the whole world because God can redeem for himself all people from every nation, not just the Jews. So I want to ask you, if you're in Peter's position, are there groups of people who maybe aren't just like you that you need to begin to recognize? Is a spirit asking you to take the uncomfortable step to reach out of your comfort zone, to step over the threshold into the household or into the space of somebody that you have not or maybe would not have associated with when you were growing up in your worldview, had not been challenged, cleansed, and reframed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Listen, what happens in this story, what happens when Peter engages Cornelius and the Spirit blesses it, what happens here changes the future of the church forever. And I hope that God will do the same thing in your life, that he'll open your eyes to classes and groups and cultures of people that maybe until now have seemed off limits or out of bounds to you. And for the sake of the gospel and on the promptings of the Spirit, the Carterville Church family would begin to step over the threshold and take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Church family, I love you. And I hope that you've taken the time to begin to think about how you can share your story. You know, I told you in church on Sunday that I'd love for you to take the blue cards that says my story. And I would love for you to write on those cards a witness for the resurrected Jesus Christ. Tell us what God's done in your life. For some of you, that will be your salvation experience. For others, it'll be how God's ministered to you, maybe even through the last six months of COVID. And maybe for you, it's something more immediate, more personal. But let's clip on the boards in the sanctuary, all outside the sanctuary hallways, testimony after testimony that bear witness to the work of the resurrected Jesus. Have you been thinking about what God would have you to share? Church family, I love you. Cannot wait to see you on Sunday. 